the Business Buzz Podcast. The Business, the Business Buzz, Buzz with Mudiwa Mokjustice Gabaza. Good day and welcome to the Business Buzz for a weekly dose of business, finance and economics news right here on Voice of Vits. That's uh, our FM 88.1. We're broadcasting live from our studios right here in Bramfontein, Johannesburg. My name is Mudiwa Mob Justice Covers and I'll be your host for today. Now, who's to say that the world of business can't be entertaining? Definitely make sure you hold on to your seats as we seek to unpack and uh, keep you educated, entertained and intrigued about the world of business. Now for today it is the last Friday of October and as is our tradition here on the Business Buzz in the last week of each month we'd like to celebrate a young person in South Africa 35 years and below who is doing the things and for today we are privileged uh, to have someone who is um, in the in the business of manufacturing paint. Uh, he started his business in 2017 and actually has about um, 14 or so employees now running that business with a group of women. So our brand new heavy for the month of October is Bonga Masoka who is uh, the founder of GTEC and Splash Africa. Definitely make sure you tune in for our interview later on in the show where, we, where he'll be telling us about his journey, the industry, his business, Splash Africa, what actually inspired him to get into the paint business because this is actually not something that a lot of young people are getting into because in a world where people are trying to be influencers there's a lot of makeup businesses i think tech startups have become you know you know very popular at this time because you know technology is a thing it's quite refreshing to see someone who's ventured out into a somewhat unusual line of business so definitely make sure you look out for that otherwise uh coming up for the next hour we're also going to be getting into uh the business wrap that's a part of the show we give you a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news and for Today, we will be joined by our financial expert, Zanele Konene, most likely to talk about uh, the midterm budget speech, uh, which uh, happened earlier this week. Minister Titon Boweni delivering um, some sobering news about the state of the economy and what needs to be done for us to get to where we need to go. Uh, but we'll let Zanele talk to us, um, you know, likely uh, about this topic in a few minutes. On the other side of that, we'll also get into the Buffalo Index as a part of the show where we tell you the state of your 100 rand now remember that you can uh, keep in touch with us on uh, line on facebook we have our fm that's voice of vits our other facebook page is vits radio academy and then on twitter we're at var fm and then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz you can also search for us on iono.fm for all our podcasts and links that are available there and remember that uh all our other great content is available on vits.journalism.co.za forward slash business. So that's how the show is looking like. Definitely make sure you hold on to your seats and you don't turn that down. On the other side of this, we get into the business wrap. Business wrap with Sanele Kunene. It's that time of the show where we give you a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news on our business wrap. And uh, on the line, we are joined by our financial expert, that's uh, Zanele Kunene, who is from BDO Wealth Advisors. Zanele, greetings to you. How's been uh, the week in the economy? You will not believe it, but I do, because BDO Wealth Advisors have been awarded as the Back 
been awarded by the FPI as an FPI-approved professional practice of the year. This is the very first time the FPI created this type of award, and we won. So everyone can stop applauding. <laughs> congratulations, congratulations. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Well, let's move on to some sobering news. Um, the new our minister had uh, provided for us, Minister Moweni, in terms of the midterm budget speech. And I was just thinking about it, and I was like, yo, I don't think there was any other way that, you know, he could have delivered this message. I don't think there was. You know, how, how else can you say we are in crisis? Like, there's no other way. There's, there's nothing. You can just be like, we are in crisis. It reminds me of client meetings where the client comes in, they have not implemented the strategy you've given them, they've been deferring important decisions, they are now facing a situation, and they're staring at you like, what must I do? It's like we've been singing the same song. You know, we've been telling you what to do, um, but all we can do now is look at the fundamentals because there's no type of immediate action that's going to save us. You know, let's look at the fundamentals. Um, but looking at growth, which is one of the fundamentals, um, the economy, the South African, South African economy is forecasted to shrink by 7.8%, and our 2021 outlook is looking so shaky so scary. Um, I was looking at the global growth forecast, which showed that um, globally, uh, we were going to contract by a negative 4.4% as well. So, you know, above the borders, even inside uh, domestically, it's not looking too good for growth. Okay. And we don't need another further downgrade. I know that Finch and our minister are going to be in talks, so I hope that goes well and that we don't get another downgrade. We don't need any other bad news. But to be quite honest, you know, South Africa's been in this very shaky position before COVID, and, you know, even now things are starting to become a little bit more thin. And I've just been thinking about, you know, the situation that's happening in the economy is something we see in households. You know, because people think that financial planning is about managing money. It's not. It's about managing goals. And that's something as a country we need to understand is that this budget that we've been given is not about managing, you know, the type of money. We've been dealing with it like managing money. That shouldn't be our goal. It should be how are we managing our goals? Where do we want to see South Africa go? You know, if we don't want to see corruption anymore, let's put in, let's put together the policy. Let's, you know, put together the, if you do do this, this is the punishment for that. You know, let's be more, you know, more forceful about what it is we want to do. I was looking at, um, you know, one of the, uh, one of the articles that I was reading, and I really enjoyed the fact of how it was how it was put together in terms of the fact that Mr. Mboweni wants to move away from spending into investment. And I was like, that should be 101. That's something we should have been doing. Um, but how we've been doing it is we've been saying government should take over. You know, government should do it. You know, he, government should like take over and handle the whole situation. But what we actually need is more strategy and more collaboration between government and other role players. You know what I mean with you? Well, we need more collaboration, uh, more innovation as well. Um, in terms of how we could, you know, create an economic uh, reconstruction so that we save ourselves, that we save our country, our beautiful country. Um, I was also looking at um, 
just the discussions as well that's being ha- that's being had between governments and unions as well. I think those discussions need to be more comprehensive, more honest, you know, more transparent. You know, what's the actual figures? I think that was missing from the um, the speech the speech that was given. We need to know. Okay, this is if we do this, this is where it's going to take us. Um, the one thing that really did make me happy about the speech was that there will be an improvement in how we do business. And I am a tremendous supporter of small businesses or business in general because that's how we can, you know, rejuvenate the economy. So if that could be done or that policy could be put in place, that would be amazing. It could be done sooner. And that's all from the FBI approved practice winner, <laughs> winners. <laughs> You know, um, as you're talking, one of the things that stuck out to me um, is your thoughts around households. And I guess, uh, you know, as we round up the discussion, my question to you is, do you think this period, COVID-19, because um, one of the themes that you've really uh, been serious about this year is financial planning and budgeting and, you know, just having people, you know, having a better relationship with their money, especially during the difficult um, times that people went through during the lockdown. So now that we're at this point and there is so much interest from the general public about what uh, the minister has to say, his budget speeches. I'm sure that things like the budget speeches, you have kids, you know, teenagers, etc., now sitting with their parents actually discussing these things. So do you think COVID-19 has perhaps helped people to have uh, more open discussions about money just, just in general? I think it has. I think it's forced people to realize that you need to have more collaboration and support, especially when it comes to finances in the household. You cannot have the head of the home make all the decisions because the burden then lies with him. The burden then lies with her, whoever the breadwinner is. And they are then burdened and then their house goes down and everything just collapses. So I do believe that COVID-19 has made us more um, empathetic towards uh, breadwinners and has made them more open to say, okay, this is the financial situation. This is how we need to cut. And also it removes the embarrassment. I was so shocked about how many people are actually embarrassed to speak about money um, with their families. So I do think that COVID, one of the positive things of COVID has been that it has, you know, pushed us to discuss money or our finances more free, more freely um, to make, you know, better money decisions. So that's been us with uh, Zanele Kunene, who is uh, from BDO Wealth Advisors, giving us some insight into the week's top trending business and economics news, talking about uh, a very sobering speech that came from uh, Minister Tinto Mboweni around the midterm budget. And uh, she actually just admits that there was no way he could have, you know, sugarcoated or said uh, what he had to say differently because uh, the economy is in a bad place and it needs to head in a good direction but just ending off the discussion on a positive note noting the fact that um, as bad as things have been um, COVID-19 has helped to
to spur a few more discussions that people would be having around money and perhaps reducing some of the embarrassment um, that people traditionally feel about uh, talking about uh, these um, and other issues. It will be interesting um, later on today when we talk to our brand new heavy to hear how his relationship with money and his upbringing influenced his entry into the world of business. So that's been it. On the other side of this, we get into the Buffalo Index. Keep it locked. This is the Business Buzz. Business Wrap with Zanele Kunene. The Buffalo Index on the Business Buzz. 10 buffaloes. That is the magic number on today's Buffalo Index. In our Buffalo Index, we seek to tell you and to relate what a hundred rand or a buffalo can do in your life. And today, since we have someone who's manufacturing paint and who's in the business, um, you know, of helping people to paint their houses, we decided to go into the market to look at what uh, you can do for yourself um, in that market. And 10 buffaloes seems to be like a good starting point you know for those uh, people that are looking um, to be in the market to buy paint uh, possibly to paint a room or an apartment because there's a lot of things that need to be considered thickness coverage quality number of coats and uh, you know all of these things viscosity and I'm sure that our entrepreneur is going to be letting us know all the things that go into actually manufacturing paint and how much paint is actually needed uh, to go through house so you know these are some of the things and it seems that 20 liters uh, seems to be one of the bases that people that have a serious uh, building project um, are looking at so that's how much uh, it's going to cost you so 10 buffaloes that's how much 20 liters uh, costs you the major brands that we've all come to hear about uh, mainly Julux and Plascon um, will set you back around a thousand rand or 10 buffaloes to get you started with 20 liters We'll also be getting into the science, hopefully, with our entrepreneur to understand how many, um, you know, square meters one can cover per liter. Because, you know, this is quite a technical thing. I'm looking forward to learning uh, just a little around uh, the manufacturing process and what actually goes into um, all of these things. But otherwise, for today, that's it. That's what your buffalo can do for you in the world of painting. The Buffalo Index on the Business Buzz. More justice on the business bars. It is the last Thursday of October 2020, which means, as is our tradition on the business bus, uh, we get into our brand new heavy. Uh, that's the part of the show where we give you um, someone in South Africa, 35 years and below, who is doing the things in their industry. Engage with us. Let us know what you think, because we are, are going to be having a very fascinating discussion uh, with Obonga in a few minutes. But before that, you can engage with us on Facebook. That's uh, Vow FM or Voice of Vits. You can also find our other Facebook page that is Vits Radio Academy on Twitter at Vow FM, and then our hashtag is hashtag Business Buzz. So, as I said, it is a brand new heavy time, and uh, for today we're going to be talking to and we have the honor of engaging with uh, Bonga Masoka, who is uh, the founder of G Tech and Splash Africa. Bonga, greetings to you. Thanks to you, um, Deva. How are you? 
No, no, doing all right on this end, alive, well, thriving, all of the things. So I think uh, a good place for us to begin with you, Bonga, is just understanding just a little bit around, um, you know, who you are. And can you tell us a little bit around, um, firstly, the two businesses, GTEC and Splash Africa? Um, yeah, sure. Um, I am Bonga Masoka. 29 years old, uh, based in Johannesburg, Midland. I am the founder and director of Splash Coatings Africa. So Splash is um, a 100% black and youth-owned company that specializes in the manufacturing, supply, and application of premium-based paint. So uh, put simply, we paint houses into homes using premium paint that we manufacture ourselves, you know. And um, I am also a business, an executive business developer and shareholder in another company called GTEC Holding. You mentioned it in your introductions. And GTEC Holding is um, is a tech-based company that focuses on mine dump revegetation. Sorry about that. So we have a specialized technology that we imported from Japan um, and we can manufacturing it locally and we focus on mine dump revegetation. So revegetation is basically planting grass, retaining land to what it usually was before the mining occurred. Um, and um, at the moment, our current focus or my current primary focus is splash coatings. And primarily because of um, the exponential growth that we've been experiencing recently. And um, yeah, I grew up in Madinyane. It's a very small village <laughs> in, in Bretts, Northwest, and matriculated uh, in uh, a township next to Madinyane. And um, went to UCT 2011, graduated in politics, uh, political studies in 2014 2015 came back and that's when i started pursuing my entrepreneurial um pursuits ambition i guess <laughs> i think uh, you know something that our listeners might benefit from is maybe understanding um along this journey you've uh, you've given us some insights into the two businesses but specifically the paint one you know how did you go and find yourself in that type of uh, that type of industry, that type of space, because you know when you talk to young people nowadays, there are a lot of uh, common business areas. For example, a, a lot of people are trying to be social media influencers right now. Some people are trying to start uh, clothing labels, etc. And everyone wants to start a tech startup. But you went and uh, you know. Uh, came into a uh, a painting business. How did you come up with that? Um, I, I I came across or yeah I came across or in fact let me say I was approached and this was due to my work with G Tech. Um, I was approached by a company in 2017 that specializes in. Um, in chemical IP creation. Uh, so they create different IPs around chemicals, um, around the chemical industry. So in this particular instance, they were focusing or they had invested a lot of time in developing paint formulations. 
and they develop those pain formulations with the intention of finding a perfect balance between quality premium and affordability. And I think the intention was to make premium paint more accessible to the middle to low end market market segment. And primarily because of if you look at premium paint on shelves currently, it sells as a certain, at a certain price, which is to an extent exclusionary to an average South African. So an average South African in Soweto, I'll use Soweto as an example, an average South African in Soweto can only afford to, or in most cases, can only afford a certain quality of paint and not another quality which would last longer and be more environmentally friendly and all that. So when I was approached for that, um, it resonated with my personal story, where I come from, you know. And I explored the opportunities, started looking into the paint um, and property, overall property market industry, if you could put it that way. And yeah, that's when Splash basically came about. And I started building the business from then onwards. And on that front, what makes your paint um, different from others? Because I think what you've just said maybe gives us some insight into the difference between uh, quote-unquote ordinary paint versus premium paint. You've already mentioned the quality, um, environmental impact, and how long it lasts for. But in the premium segment, what makes your paint different from others? Because I think when we think of paint, everyone always uh, gravitates towards brand names like Dulux that we know. Yeah, yeah. Um on, on on the premium end, the I think or not even I think um, our products or our paint falls within the same range as um, the products that you just mentioned, Dulux and Plascon, uh, more or less within the same range in terms of quality. And what we mean, and when I say we, I mean all of us, the three of us. What we mean by premium. We're talking about one, environmentally friendliness, meaning that the product has low volatile organic compounds. Um, it doesn't react to in the atmosphere. It doesn't burn a lot of chemicals, doesn't use a lot of heavy chemicals like lead, metals, and all of that. That's one. And two, the time that it takes the product to dry after painting it, it's about within an hour or less, you know? So meaning that you can paint and then wait less than an hour and then repaint on top of the first paint or the first coat. And uh, things such as how it spreads. So when you, a one liter, for instance, our liter covers about 10 square meters in space. So difference between premium and a little bit of less premium is that one liter of premium would cover 10 square meters and one liter of an, a little bit of an inferior product will cover four square meters. So to the consumer, what this means is that you end up buying more buckets to cover a certain portion of all. I don't know if it makes sense. No, no, it's certain, it certainly does, especially the, um, the 10 square meters versus the four square meters. I think that's, that's definitely a big one, you know, because I'm thinking to myself that 10 square meters, um, you know, you're looking at what is that? It's not a one by one. It's, uh, is it 2.5 by 2.5, something like that? Like it's a normal wall. Yeah. 
Yeah. So so that's the kind of space that you would cover with 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 one liter of our paint, for instance, you know. But over and above and most importantly, what sets up us apart within the premium space is that the price that you pay for our product versus what you would pay for other brands is the difference is significant, you know. For instance, our what everyone knows as double velvet, which basically means satin sheen. It has a little bit of gloss, a little bit of sheen, you know. We're selling our double velvet at 1,200 rand, excluding red. And competitors, roughly, they're selling it at around 2,000 rand, excluding red, you know. And even in that regard, if you want a certain color, um, you would have to get it tinted, which is an extra 50, sometimes 80% more to what you would have initially paid, you know. Where else with us, on the other hand, you just give us the color that you want and then we develop it for you and you still pay the same price. You know, as you're talking now, I want us to take uh, maybe a step back and uh, to come back to, you know, one of the things that you spoke about earlier on, uh, you know, where you grew up, maybe trying to get an understanding because um, anyone who's listening can understand that you know what you're talking about. You're talking square meters, you're talking tinting. You know, there's all these things about paints that I'm sure a lot of us didn't even know about. But, you know, taking that step back, what type of upbringing um, did you have and what type of environment did you have around you? Was business something um, that you saw happening on a day-to-day or was it something that you got into on your own? Yeah. Um, well, I was, like I said, that I was born in a very, um, very small village, you know, and um like any typical village there isn't much happening you know but um just the foundation um my grandmother we were raised with love and um in fact love to save you know love to save others that's that's the principle the fundamentals that that was um in, instilled in us at a very young age but um, growing up, I when my mom, my grandmother passed on in 1998, I moved to Joburg with my mother, who, who was a street vendor. You know, she sold food loads on the roadside in 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 Rennbeck. and she had never worked for anyone her entire life. You know, and to a large extent, she always preached never work for anyone. You know. But obviously she had her own reason for, for, for preaching that or for saying it. Um, to us, me and my brother, who's also an entrepreneur, it came across as never work for anyone, but we didn't understand the fundamentals of it only until later on. So um, going to varsity, in fact, before even going to varsity, she, we, we lived in a one-room shack, basically, you know? And for me, that didn't make sense, um, you know, that you are a single woman, you have been an entrepreneur, a businesswoman your entire life, irrespective of how much or what you're selling, you know. And yet all this time that you've worked and labored and served through business, you were not able or you couldn't even afford to buy yourself a home, you know, a proper house and create a home out of it. So for me, that raised a lot of questions that irritated me and I needed to find an answer to. 
And I think that's another reason, one of the inspirations in terms of why I ended up studying politics. So through studying politics, I realized that um, just like my mom, the majority of women are deprived of ownership of the means of production, you know? They don't have access to capital and resources that would allow them to own their production or to advance in their production. And um, when I when this opportunity to to get into the paint industry was presented, I looked at a whole lot of factors, including the fact that women are not particularly empowered in this industry. You hardly find women in the painting uh, industry, let alone the manufacturing component of it. You know, so that's how my journey ended up in in in, in entrepreneurship, but primarily in splash. Um, and with GTEC, I think it's a matter of just wanting to explore entrepreneurship and trying to understand what is it about entrepreneurship that is not working for others and working for a few. And on that front, because now we, we now understand uh, the type of upbringing you have in terms of uh, the home and the questions that you had because um, you saw your mother working so hard, but there were all of these things that she could that she couldn't provide, and that led you down the path of politics, which you know sort of sounds like you know that part of the journey helped you to where you are right now. But in your current life, what type of support system or people? Um, do you keep um, around you? Because as an entrepreneur, it's not an easy journey, both from a family and friends, you know, point of view. So how do you keep yourself, you know, on the ground and, you know, supported? Um, I think my colleagues and business partners are the biggest pillars of support, you know, and I would say they are the biggest on the basis that, we are walking the path together. Um, all the challenges from when we started, you know, um, when you, you know, months that the business cannot pay salaries, they are the first victims to it, you know. And months where we have to stay up late, you know, when you manufacture 200 liters of paint and it doesn't come out the way it's supposed to and you have to restart. So um, I think they have been the biggest supporting structure. And then secondary to them is family, obviously, you know. Um, I don't think it's easy to have um, to have a dream in the family, you know. Because <laughs> you know they see they see life the way they want to see it, and um, at the end of the day, it's their own vision. But uh, you would always have to support them. You would always have to chip in there and there. You know um, the frustrations. You are the first culprits or the first victims to it. You know so family and 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 colleagues, business partners, they've been the strongest pillars, and. I think government to an extent has um, assisted there and there, you know, um, especially now that we're trying to get our products as ABS approved. Um, we've been engaging a lot with government, um, particularly the Gauteng government. And um, the market, the customers, 
um, I think they have also played a huge role, you know. I, um, and, and I say this because it's not easy. Remember we've paint, we judge it like you said, that the market knows or you are most likely to know Dulux and Plascon. Um, I don't even know if I should be saying their names. It's free advertising, <laughs> you know. But you are most likely to be familiar with them because of time. They've been there for the longest and that's what paint is. It's like good wine, you know, you, you buy maturity over everything else. So when a young black owned brand comes and says, listen, um, we can paint your 11 million rent property and it will give you the same effect, same feeling, same quality, you know, as a brand that you would have initially went for. It's not easy, you know, and I, 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 I think the market has played a significant role in terms of supporting strikes, in terms of supporting us on that basis, on the basis of giving us an opportunity and, um, you know, giving us an opportunity with an understanding that we're still young and we're still trying. We will learn from our mistakes. We will learn from the trials and errors that we pursue, you know. Um, and they still come back and either buy or refer us. And that on its own speaks volume in terms of support, you know. So, so yeah, family, um, colleagues, business partners, and, and the customers. I'm very grateful of our customers. Very, very, very grateful. So that's us. We're with uh, Bonga Masoka, who is the founder of GTEC and Splash Africa, giving us some insight into, you know, the business uh, that, uh, you know, they're doing around uh, painting. Also telling us a little bit around um, his upbringing and how that has helped to shape um, his thinking around business where he is now and the people that is keeping around him because they're all on a journey together. Bonga is our brand new heavy. So we're just going to take a break and be back on the other side of this. Welcome back to the Business Buzz. We are with our brand new heavy for the month of October 2020. Um, That is Bonga Masoka, who is uh, the founder of GTEC and Splash Africa. We've been talking a lot just around the paint business um, that they have started. And just before the break, he was um, giving us some insight into uh, going up against some of the big brands and the perception in people's minds about having a black-owned business, you know, competing in the market uh, alongside some of the more established brands and uh, some of the barriers that they've had to break in, um, you know, trying to make a success of themselves. Uh, Bonga, there's a part of your business I'm very interested in um, because you guys actually make your own paint. Um, but in other construction-based companies or other paint specialists, they usually get the paint from a Drulux or, uh, or you know, one of the other companies and then they'll use it there. But you have, um, you've got the manufacturing side, but you're also doing the actual painting. Are there any parts in this value chain that you you want to also get into uh, or, you know, because it sounds like you're trying to own each part of the value chain. Are there any pieces that are missing that you feel like you really want to add right now? Um, the biggest cost in the manufacturing of a liter of paint, wall paint, for instance, is pigment, you know. Um, the white pigment is called titanium dioxide. 
and we are currently having a problem in the country because we import all our titanium dioxide is imported, but yet we mine the titanium ore, you know. So um, I've been reading up a lot recently on titanium, on the manufacturing of titanium. And uh, maybe in the near future or in future, we might um, roll back a little bit um, and um, look into the mining of titanium and the processing and manufacturing of titanium dioxide. Those that's that's what I'm 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 gravitating towards, you know. And I think it's because of the challenge that we're having now. Um, remember, without titanium, you can't make almost ninety-eight percent of your colors because almost every color has white in it, has a white pigment in it, you know. And uh, maybe packaging as well. That's something that we might want to look into, and maybe we might not even look into it in terms of uh, manufacturing our own packaging by kids. That is, we might partner up with another upcoming startup, you know, that is looking into packaging, and we we explore that. So yeah, at this point, those are the two um, industries that we might explore in the near future, and see how it goes. That actually sounds like quite an interesting and fascinating future that you guys are setting yourselves up for. And I guess the more pieces of that value chain that you guys own, um, the simpler or at least more control you have over some of those issues, especially inputs like the titanium dioxide that you are talking about. And I feel like I'm learning so much about paint production. I never knew that there's all of this that actually goes into it. So with that in mind, what are you most proud of so far given um, your business, personally your business journey and also the journey of uh, Splash Africa? Um the ability to serve with a smile and love irrespective of the challenges that exist in the background, you know? Um, entrepreneurship is a very stressful journey. It's a very depressing journey. And I don't think we give it any justice in terms of how we talk about it. You know, I don't think we, we talk about how stressful and depressing the journey is, you know? But irrespective of that, to still go to your customers with love and, and a smile, I think that's one thing that I'm part of. Um, so basically personal development, you know, the fact that I'm able to, 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 to give the customer the best experience irrespective of what's going on in the background. And um, meeting people, and I'm referring to my colleagues and business partners, meeting people who are willing and ready to jump into your vision, you know? People who look at what you're seeing and they internalize it and own it. I think that's another thing. We, we, don't, we don't appreciate to an extent what we receive and more especially entrepreneurs or business people, you know? We don't appreciate the efforts and contributions of our colleagues or employees, if you want to use that phrase. I'm grateful and I think that those are some of the things, that's another thing that I'm proud of. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I'm proud of um, our customers and particularly, you know, not being historical or political, understanding where we come from as a race, you know, 
and the narrative or stereotypes that are currently, you know, that blacks don't support each other and all of that. I think we've experienced a different um, um, attitude towards that, you know, that people are willing and ready to support you if you are ready to save. And yeah, those are the three things that I'm part of. I actually like the fact that uh, you are, I guess, acknowledging the fact that your experience in business has been different, especially when it comes to that stereotype around uh, black people not supporting, you know, each other's endeavors and efforts. It's a very big narrative um, that people do have in the community. Uh, but as we come to the end of the discussion, um, it does sound like you are a man who reads a lot. And one of the questions we like asking and understanding from our brand new heavies is what are you reading um, at the moment? And perhaps is there a recommended book that you might have for listeners? Um, I just finished reading Business Secrets from the Bible by uh, Rabbi David Lapin. And uh, now I'm reading Business Adventures um, by, who's the author? By John Brooks. And um, I, would, I, would, I would recommend The Third Industrial Revolution. Um, by, I forgot the author. Um, that's a book that I just recently read, and it's mind blowing. You know, um, I think a lot of your listeners would 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 enjoy reading it. It's not um, it's not focused on any discipline. It's just a general um, information about the third industrial revolution, where we are, where it comes from, the history of the revolutions. You know. And where is the next wave? You know, the majority of us, we talk about fourth industrial revolution and most of us are not even aware that we haven't really completed the third industrial revolution, you know. So it was just a mind opening book that um, would make or influence you to see life a little bit differently and maybe contribute towards your own endeavors and pursuits. And then as we come to the end, last two questions. Firstly, how do you, I guess, have fun or relax or enjoy yourself? Because you did speak earlier on about how stressful it is uh, to be an entrepreneur and that people aren't having enough of those conversations. So how do you keep yourself sane and together? Like, what do you do for fun? Um, how I keep myself sane, I cook. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's that's one way for me to just forget about everything, you know. Um, I cook and fun music and wine. Um, they take me a long way. And <laughs> yeah. And then lastly, um, as is our tradition on the business buzz, what do you want your legacy to be? Yo my legacy to be um i want my legacy to be investing in potential you know investing in others potential that's the legacy that i want to leave behind you know um we should all try to invest in potential in the next potential that we see you know and investing in potential is 
giving a job to someone who's deserving or a potential, you know, buying a product of a potential young and aspiring entrepreneur, you know, um, buying soccer boots to an aspiring young soccer player. Um, I think there are a whole lot of young black kids with extraordinary potential because of, but because of they don't have access or they don't have means to achieve those potentials and we are not readily available or to an extent we are not or maybe that's the historical context of it that we haven't been readily available to assist um i'd love to change that i'd love to leave that legacy um let's invest in others potentials and we will grow as a nation or as a group of people or as a country in general we will grow as a nation and as a country if we invest in potential. Uh, those are the words of Abonga Masoka, founder of GTEC and Splash Africa, having given us um, insights into his thinking around business, family life, friends, um, what he does for what he does for fun, um, the business itself, and where he thinks the business is going to go in future, and some of the things and plans that they have for that business. Wonga, how can people get Get in touch with you if, if they want to engage further with you. Um, you can text me on WhatsApp. I have uh, an open WhatsApp policy. So 079-508-9305. Um, alternatively, log on to our website, our company website, uh, www.splashafrikawithak.co.za. And through that, it will take you to our different social media platforms. But if you, you know, um, all our platforms are Splash Coatings Africa, um, Twitter, what, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and and uh, Instagram. Okay, cool. So that's been it. Thank you so much, Tubonga, for being our brand new heavy. We are celebrating a young person in South Africa, 35 years and below. On the other side of this, we come to the end of the show. Keep it locked. This is The Business Buzz. You're tuned in to The Business Buzz. Thank you so much to Bonga for sharing his insights to us. He was our brand new heavy for the month of October. Uh, quite an inspiring story as you heard there. And you really see that this is a man um, who has a lot of inspirations in his life, particularly around, um, you know, the women that uh, brought him up. And it was good to see that he's taken all of that into how he runs his business and being an advocate um, for women. But uh, also on top of every Everything else, you also see that this is a, a curious, um, curious young man who isn't afraid to try. Because um, when you were ta- when he was talking about where he wants to go in future, you know, you start hearing about titanium dioxide and all of this stuff, and he's actually reading up about what it would actually take um, to manufacture this stuff and then help um, his production and supply chain around um, having the pigment uh, that actually goes into white paint. And he said that um, that's the, you know, that then helps the rest of the colors that have to be produced. So you can see that this is someone who is not bound uh, by circumstances, looking at it and saying, okay, fine, titanium dioxide, how do I get into the game? 
and in getting into the game how is how can i do it so that i can then help um you know the supply chain doing a lot of reading and you can also see you know once again on this reading thing this is a man who reads a lot and is actually thinking um a lot just around you know uh, making himself better educating himself and then the other one that also struck me is that this is someone who isn't afraid to go into a an unusual you know business lane because i think for a lot of young people if someone said i'm starting a painting business there is that fear of what are people going to say and you know that's just the reality people do care what others think and at the same time people like to go into areas of business where they can see examples or where they can see that okay someone has done a b c and d to achieve this but how many people do you know in your own life that have gone into the painting business and um, and it's really cool to see how bonga has been that type of person who can you know get into that line of business especially considering the fact that he said that the, he got into the business having started out in, um, in a tech business, right? So that uh, that's diametrically opposed. Those things are not even in the same, um, are not in the same lane. Sure, there's technology that goes into uh, manufacturing the paint, but I'm pretty sure that that's not, that was not the approach that, you know, that's a mind that is being pulled in different directions, but he's finding a way to make it it work so thank you so much uh to bonga if you haven't already make sure you go and you you know search for them that's splash africa online so that's been it for today's show thank you so much to everyone who was listening quite a fascinating show um as i said always a good conversation when we get to engage with young person in south africa um who is doing the things let us know you know what you thought about that conversation whether you've used the splash uh the the splash africa product whether you might be thinking of getting into some segment um, of construction or you know getting into this industry of actually making paint or you know whether you've decided to get into a business that is quote unquote unusual on facebook we are vfm or voice of vits you can also find our other facebook page uh, that's vits radio academy on twitter we're at vfm and then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz our whatsapp line is all Eight four zero seven eight four nine one two, and uh, remember that you can stream the station live on vowfm.co.za. Remember that podcasts of the Business Bus Show are available on vits.journalism.co.za forward slash business, and you can also find us on all the other major platforms. Um, that's a Spotify uh, together with the Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So that's it. Thank you so much to everyone who was listening, and thank you to our amazing team. Our technical producer is Kutlano Serame together with our producers Antando Klimba and Slinle Sibi together with Simbarashe Honde. Our executive producer, Glory Mabuza, uh, she hasn't been feeling well and we're just hoping that she gets well soon. We're praying for you. So don't miss the business bus same time, same place next week for more insight into the world of a business. Coming up next, we've got some great content coming up on the VAR FM lineup, so definitely make sure you don't turn that dial. So, for myself, Mudio Mob, Justice Kabaza, and the rest of the team, it is take care. The Business Buzz Podcast.